Last week, I was one of many people to go see the new Mad Max film, Mad Max Fury Road. The film is surprisingly feminist. Instead of centering its story on Max, it actually revolves around Charlize Theron's character, the strong-willed, war-rig truck driver Furiosa. She risks her life to free five women imprisoned as breeders for a warlord, and the film is about their high-stakes escape from a violent, male-dominated society, with lots of explosions along the way. But to be honest, I was planning to see Mad Max even before I thought it would say anything about patriarchy. I love action films. So does writer Sarah Marshall, who often writes about violence and feminism in pop culture. You might have read her article on Tanya Harding in The Believer last year. Now she's at work on a book about serial killers. We talked about our shared guilty pleasure, macho action films. So you're working on a book about serial killers? Yes, as as everyone, everyone should read or write at least one book about serial killers. So tell me, you're here to tell me about your guilty pleasure. What is your pop culture guilty pleasure, Sarah? In a nutshell, my pop culture guilty pleasure is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then around that, um, any action movie was sort of a, an exaggeratedly macho element, which is a, a pretty big area of film. Are people surprised that somebody like you, who's like an outspoken feminist writer, is really into Arnold Schwarzenegger? I yes, and I think well, I think people explain it to themselves, and they say, "Oh, you just like him ironically," and I'm like, "No," <laughs> and then that leads into an explanation because I think. It does, to me, feel like a guilty pleasure in the same way where you're you're ripping open a bag of chips and just you know you know that it's it's not anything nutritious or or complicated, but it satisfies this profound craving that you have that seems to be somewhat um, prehistoric in a way. And that's how I feel watching like Conan the Barbarian is my ultimate ultimate Arnold favorite. But I think it's also something that I I do think about, and I think movies like that. You know, if we don't see them ironically, they do give us a, a real roadmap to American masculinity and something to, to think about in a serious way, as well as, as satisfying that craving. When you're watching a film like Conan the Barbarian, um, <laughs> are, are you doing that kind of deep read? Are you watching it thinking like, wow, this is saying a lot about masculinity? Or are you just consuming it like junk food, just being like, this is fun, there's explosions, I love it? I think. I enjoy it in the moment, then I have to think about, I have to think later about why I enjoyed it. Because I think if you don't connect with a narrative in some deep way, then it's hard to talk about why it matters, because you can't have that that empathic understanding of why it does matter. Um, I love Conan because it's it's this very basic kind of coming of age slash um, revenge narrative. It's one of the standard sort of masculine narrative tropes. And I love watching that and I think that is a basic kind of hero's journey that all of us love and then once you have loved it you can step back and say why did I want that the same way that if you're eating (laughs) if you're eating like salt and vinegar flavored chips you're like what why did I want that (laughs) and understand something about yourself from that craving well I think that's so interesting because when I was a kid I loved macho action movies like if you had asked me my favorite film when I was 10 or 11 I would have said true lies which is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis, quickly followed by uh, The Saint, which mm. combines <laughs> which combines Val Kilmer and Cold Fusion. That one's so forgotten too. I don't I don't know. I've never met anybody else who likes that film. <laughs> it's I mean it's Val Kilmer. 
But, so I'm wondering, as a kid, why did I love these action movies so much? What was so exciting about them? My favorite action movies when I was growing up, I loved James Bond. I had a big James Bond phase, but I think the ones very closest to my heart I'm literally tapping my heart right now, um, were the Indiana Jones movies, because I guess I loved them. I thought he was just, and he is the coolest. I mean, it's Harrison Ford, so he's got kind of a quippy retort for everything. He's got that great outfit. He's sort of devil may care, um, but he's also incredibly smart. You know, he can have all these academic retorts to people and be like, you know, didn't you guys ever go to Sunday school when he's talking about the Ark of the Covenant? Um, and I think I loved that character because... I wanted to have adventures the way that character did, and I guess didn't really see that many narratives where women got to have adventures. And I think that that's something that's still true, where there's that strong woman trope that we see a lot, where to be a woman who goes out and, and has adventures and does fun things or interesting things or devil-may-care things, um, you have to have some terrifying backstory, um, or your, your main definition has to be that you're strong. And Indiana Jones is, he's a cartoon, kind of character, but he is a developed character where he's um, funny and irreverent and interesting and charming and witty, and he's not just sort of rendered... Like uh, like, like a femme fatale who's just, you know, yeah. badass and nothing yeah. else. Like the kind of dark angel Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, where it reminds me, you know, all these films you've mentioned um, and the films that I liked are all films about men, action films, exciting films about men doing adventurous things. Mm -hmm. But even though they were centering on male characters, I still wanted to be them. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to be Indiana Jones. You know, I wanted to wear that hat. I wanted to be an archaeologist. Carried who carried the whip. Who ca yeah. yeah, carried the whip. I didn't want to be, like, the female sidekick to Indiana Jones. Or I didn't want to be Lara Croft, who's mm -hmm. kind of an Indiana Jones-like character, but who's that strong female character who's basically just an ass-kicking... a tragic story. Yeah, gun-toting yeah. woman with a tragic story. And the boobs. Because you have to present in a way, too, where it's like you're fun to look at. And obviously Harrison Ford is good-looking, good but I think every every shot that he was in wasn't orchestrated so that he would look cute and sexy. Yeah, but I think that, that what's interesting is that I think Hollywood filmmaker people think about the audience for those films being boys. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying, what I'm saying, is that actually... As girls, we both were really into these movies and saw ourselves in them, even though it was mm -hmm. a male lead, where it was like, well, we could do that. I think there's something interesting in, in when guys, when kind of men's rights activists get upset about action movies or any movie that they see as their genre. It's, it's for them. It's for guys. And suddenly, if there's anything in it that seems to cater to a female audience, they feel like this pure thing that, that's just for them has been polluted. And I look at that and I'm like, I grew up watching these movies. They mean as much to me as they do to you. You know, I knew I learned how to be strong from a lot of male characters and also from female characters when I could, but there weren't that many for me to learn from. I mean, actually, I was thinking about we are in this this great, not necessarily a great new era of female characters in action movies, although we seem to be moving toward that, but of just kind of female characters who get to be kind of funny and irreverent and interesting and dimensional and when they were talking about remaking Indiana Jones with Chris Pratt I was like yeah that would be pretty good but I can actually see Alana Glazer from Broad City being a really good Indiana Jones she has that same energy you're right she would be a really good I don't, she's, she doesn't really I think I think Indy has like a PhD yeah Alana might have to do some book Maybe reading like educated Alana but yeah you can just picture her with the fedora you know being like throw me the whip dude <laughs> Throw the idol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's it's good that you brought up men's rights activists getting uh, pissed off about action films because the current example of that is the new Mad Max 
Fury Road, mm. which you have seen and I have seen and we both love. Love. So, <laughs> so I had... I am not a, a Mad Max aficionado. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about the films, and I think I watched Thunderdome when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I do not remember much of it. But you've loved Mad Max for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about that. Why are you why are you so in love with the Mad Max series? I think Mad Max is is just wonderful in the way that a lot of the old westerns are, like the, the spaghetti westerns with like Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef. Um, where the, the the traditional Mad Max, the Mad Max of the 70s and 80s, Mel Gibson is sort of, he's a guy who starts off as an everyman and sort of we follow him on this journey to, to being more of an anti-hero, but we remain secure that there is this hard core of, of goodness and integrity within him. And part of the drama is kind of that hiding, but, but coming out when it really has to. And I think that is one of the that kind of anti-hero narrative is one of the things we want to really believe about men, that if you take a good man and you put him through hell, that he's going to become all kind of tough and crusty and, and misanthropic, but he will always come through when he has to. He still has a heart of gold. Yeah. He'll still save the orphan from the burning building. Always. <laughs> but yeah. I think what's interesting about this this new film, Fury Road, is that um, that for for a little while there, Max sort of turns his back on that, and he tries mm-hmm. not to help people because he doesn't want to get that hope. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been through so many bad things that he's like, there's no point anymore. There's no point in in helping people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost when I was watching, I was thinking, I almost think if you if you want to make a movie about because it's is it, I mean it's about Mad Max, but it's mainly about a group of women who he helps and kind of their story coming through him. Um, and his his interaction with these these other groups who need help, which has always been the case for Mad Max. I think some of the men's rights rights advocates' um, negative responses to the movie were like, "Nobody bosses Mad Max around," and I was like, "No, people have been bossing Mad Max around for thirty five years now. That's his whole <laughs> right." Vibe. In each movie, he just wants to be left alone, <laughs> yeah. and he's dragged into these. He just dramas. wants to like be with his dog, and nothing good can come of that. He always has to save people. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's. I was thinking about how you have to kind of almost have the back door of a successful franchise to have a movie about a, a group of women and about this kind of and this very um really wonderfully subversive idea of revolution where it's saying you know if you want to change society don't you can't just go off and found your own world because that doesn't work you have to to go to where to where there are problems and to fix that and that's um it's much more realistic. It's sadder, but it's more real. And I just really appreciate in this film that the story, I think, I think a little bit tricked audiences saying this is a Mad Max film. Yeah. And, you know, the trailer is all about Tom Hardy. There's lots of explosions. Seems like a sweet road race through the desert. Mm-hmm. And then you go to see it and it's actually a story that's centered on women. Mm-hmm. It's actually more about um, Charlize Theron's character, who her, her name is Furiosa in the mm-hmm. film, and it centers on her. Furiosa. And, uh, Furiosa. And these, <laughs> and these, these uh, five women who she's trying to um, free from captivity. Mm-hmm. And Mad Max is like an accessory to this. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, you use the vehicle of Mad Max and that name that and that history that people are so drawn to, to be like, here's a female action hero. Mm-hmm. Here's what that can look like. And it can be excellent. It can be a great film. And it's kind of giving Mad Max the the female treatment in a way. I mean, I think it's probably hard for some men to watch this and to see this this character who they do love, who they do have a, a history with, and maybe think of as in some ways um, inviolate, really being used as an object. I mean, we open with him being kidnapped, and 
being having his body farmed out for for its products, which is what's happening to the women in this society and what's happening to women now <laughs> in in society as we know it, um, and certainly in this movie. And he's used as a blood bag for one of the characters, where he's literally hooked up by a catheter to to a guy who's kind of sickly and needs help. So he's you know he's being used for for the products um, that his body can create, which is a very female experience and I think that that's it's a a narrative that kind of puts him through the ringer so that he can have this increased empathy with with the women that he helps and whose cause he comes to to believe in I think maybe because of that Mm -hmm. and I think that this action film really succeeds I think in being a really good movie because it is focused on that empathy Mm -hmm. and the and the, the, the moral of the story isn't just you know you can you can blow everything up. You can blow up the Death Star and the day will be saved. Yeah. It's, you need to have empathy. You need to have tenderness. Mm-hmm. And you need to sort of help your fellow humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out in the ruins Out from the wreckage Can't make the same mistake this time That was writer Sarah Marshall. Keep an eye out in the future for her book about serial killers.